0: This is a podcast by The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Howie Lim. With the increasing importance of responsible business and sustainability, there's also an expectation that investors and corporates play their part. Plus, with a generation of investors who prioritize non-financial impacts alongside financial factors and public awareness of ESG-related risks, Growth in this sector could be unstoppable. Industry group Global Sustainable Investment Alliance estimates that global investment in sustainable assets rose to 35.3 trillion US dollars in 2020 from 22.8 trillion in 2016. What about here in Singapore? Where are we when it comes to doing good instead of just earning money and how can we be sure that our money's actually being used for good? For more insights, we speak to Victor Wong, Senior Director and Head of the Sustainability Office at UOB Asset Management. This episode is brought to you by UOB AM. Hi, Victor. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Howie. Good to be back. So, the last time Money Hack spoke to you was about a year ago, I think. How do you think the state of ESG investing in Singapore is now? Are we
1: more woke, so to speak? In a very short answer, Howie, a most definite yes. In just one year, we have come a long way in sustainable investing. And that's due to two key reasons, increasing investor awareness and top-down push. Now, last year, I spoke about how investors were increasingly becoming more woke to sustainability and leading the way millennials and the Gen Zs who are more exposed to developments within this space. But this year, awareness has grown even more, driven by major global developments, especially in climate change. We had the recent United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, report, And as far as report cards go, the world didn't do too well. This report has been called a code raid for humanity. Adding to this, the recent UN Climate Change Conference, or COP26, there were major announcements made by many countries to combat climate change. Which brings us to the top-down push. Governments and regulators are setting policies and launching development plans to support the transition to a better and greener tomorrow. And here in Singapore... Sustainability is a key focus and growing megatrend. In 2019, the Monetary Authority of Singapore launched a $2 billion US green investments program and we have also had the Green Plan 2030 released this year. And at the recent G20 summit, Prime Minister Lee Sen Lung also emphasized the need for sustainable finance amid the climate crisis. And so what does this mean for investors? Well, UOB Bank conducted an ASEAN Consumer Sentiment Study this year. A key finding, 9 in 10 Singaporeans believe sustainable investing will become more common over the next 3 to 5 years. 13% already have sustainable investments within their portfolios and 90% were keen to find out more. So we see ESG investing as the future for new generation investors.
0: So lots happened in the last year since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Does that make responsible investing and in ESG much harder to define because so much more has been said about
1: it. What do you think? You've touch on a very good point. Now, we see sustainable investing as an umbrella term that covers various investment strategies that involve ESG. And the term responsible investing has also become very much interlinked with sustainable investing. From our investment standpoint, the incorporation of ESG within an investment strategy helps to form the foundation of sustainable investing. Now, there are various strategies that make up sustainable investing. These can be exclusions, engagement, positive screening, thematic, and impact investing, which I'm sure many of our listeners would have heard of. But we see that there are many ways to go about ESG integration and sustainable investing. But to put it in simple terms, sustainable investing is about identifying the risks and opportunities in companies we invest in to generate sustainable long-term returns. At UOBAM, sustainable investing complements our fundamental investment process. This allows for a better selection of companies and securities that are of a higher quality. Now, some of the factors we look at when evaluating a company include its stance on climate change, employee treatment, and board accountability. These aid in the identification of competitive companies that will do well for the long term. Sustainable investing is also a risk management tool for us. It allows us to limit the downside for investors by identifying and eliminating companies with ESG risks, such as pollution for an industrial company or data privacy concerns for a technology company. While it's all sounding very promising, Victor, what are the challenges,
0: though, to implementing these kinds of strategies?
1: Some challenges to implementing these strategies is actually through data coverage and consistency now, this is especially true in emerging markets where data coverage is a far cry for what you can get in developed markets. We try to overcome this by using our regional research offices and leveraging on their extensive local knowledge. And sometimes we are able to turn this challenge into an investment opportunity. Now, for example, we previously conducted ESG coverage on a Malaysian mid-cap player in the technology sector. Our analysts in Malaysia had gone down, engaged with the company, but this company at that point had not been covered by any third-party ESG data provider. But we assessed the company to have sound fundamentals with strong ESG pillars. Now, after conducting our due diligence and reaching out to them, proceeded to invest in this company. It was only after many months later, in fact, it was about a year, this company started to have ESG coverage from one of the major third-party data providers Now that it started appearing on the screens of many investors, the share price of this company surged. And I think that is a good example of the strong opportunities that can be provided if you can engage and incorporate ESG into your investment decision process. How else will including ESG lead to benefits
0: for investors, Victor?
1: Well, sustainable investments can add value to investor portfolios and are complementary to traditional investment concepts and financial performance yardsticks. Research conducted by the CFA Institute has shown that companies with a strong ESG focus achieve better financial performance than those with little or no emphasis on ESG. Now, this means that the positive relationship between ESG and performance supports the philosophy that sustainable companies are more resilient, navigate risk well, and are better prepared to meet future challenges. So if you take a broad look at ESG investments as a product category this year, despite being a very volatile year for the market, ESG-linked funds have outperformed and investors have started to take notice and started to allocate more capital. And sustainable indices and benchmarks such as the widely followed MSCI ESG leaders benchmark have also outperformed MSCI's own non-ESG benchmarks. And that's why we expect this year to have a record number of ESG oriented funds being launched. In terms of how the investors benefit from all this, is that one of the key factors is that investors are now provided a means to identify the long term future risk faced by different companies in terms of sustainability. And once they are more aware of the pertinent ESG issues that a company faces, investors can identify downside risks. And take precautions, uh, factoring in this material impacts before they take place. On the other hand, if a company manages its material ESG's risk well, such as pollution, then this will imply that this company will be a better position to manage the operations and therefore have better profitability. As we know, Asia is not unfamiliar to climate risk. We see increasingly unpredictable weather patterns across the region and greater frequency and intensity of extreme weather events. These very real physical and transition risks have resulted in more support for companies that can deliver climate solutions. And I think with more financial and operational support, these companies can operate with greater efficiency leading to greater performance.
0: Full disclosure, Victor, I'm a really risk-averse type of investor, and I know guarantees we can never have them. But how then can an investor be assured that the benefits that you talked about will always be the case? I mean, is there some sort of guide or a checklist that we can use?
1: There are three important steps to follow. First of all, research, selection and monitoring. Now, these three steps simply mean that investors at the beginning should do their homework and start with doing their right research. Investors have different views, different values. Learn about the various issues in sustainable investing as well. Keep up with developments in major trends like climate change. Now, once you have identified the research and you know what values matter to you, then we move on to selection. Now, selecting the right investment solution offered by the right investment manager is key. And because the number of investment solutions is growing steadily, you can approach a trusted asset manager to start a discussion or for some advice. And lastly, once you've started investing, I think the most important part is to start to monitor your investment to see if your investment objectives are being met. But remember, um, sustainability and sustainable investing is an ongoing journey, so don't forget to continuously do all these three steps.
0: If you like BT Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Victor Wong, Senior Director, Head of UOB Asset Management Sustainability Office. This episode is brought to you by UOBAM. How necessary is it, Victor, to understand the motives around ESG investing and what measures are being used to determine ESG's success?
1: Well, how we, at UOB AM, we believe that sustainable investing can deliver both profit and purpose. Investors are already familiar with investing for profit, but are starting to ask how their investments can also deliver purpose. One way is to measure the impact of a portfolio. In environment impact, for example, this can be measured through metrics such as this reduction in greenhouse gas emissions and carbon intensity. Let me give you an example of a strategy Our recently launched UOB Asia Pacific Green ETF is committed to three core pillars, delivering high dividend yields, selecting high quality, sound real estate assets with good growth potential, and contributing to sustainability outcomes and greening of the real estate sector. So how does this strategy deliver profit with purpose? Offering higher dividend yields, selecting good quality companies can help to generate the profit part. While contributing to the greening of the real estate sector will deliver purpose. And how we do this is through a visualization dashboard that shows the investor the quantitative ESG indicators, such as energy consumption and greenhouse gas emissions of the ETF. Now, through these measures, investors can gain a better picture of their investment, and they can have a better understanding of how the investment can contribute to the sustainably performance of the green real estate sector. Victor, we've also got to talk about
0: greenwashing, where one overstates one's sustainability credentials, because managing the risks around finance, greenwashing, that's really coming to the fore these days.
1: How important, though, do you think it is to keep an eye
0: on developments in other regions? We
1: have to recognize there's no universal standard or industry-wide framework of assessing a company's sustainability quality, so it does result in institutions doing some greenwashing. Regulatory standards and disclosures across the region, I think, are therefore very important to combat greenwashing by different strategies. Now, we see the ASEAN taxonomy in terms of fund classification following what's been already launched in Europe, where mandatory disclosures are more apparent. Additionally, with the recent COP26, we also expect more top-down regulations and policies coming from the governments to implement the latest agreements in terms of climate change. Now, with the greater awareness raised about ESG, we do see a rise in concern over greenwashing. Right, So one thing we can expect is that there will be more regulations, benchmarks and fund labelling to come in To reflect a product's real impact to the environment so from the investors end it will be very important for them to conduct their own research look at your fund labeling look at the fund objectives to avoid investing in a fund that does not meet your requirements and another way is to move a step further into sustainable investing we had talked about impact investing that is one way because you can quantify your impact And that is investing into what we call the darker green funds, funds which are more heavily focused on sustainability with a stated sustainability objective or a very clear thematic approach to investments. Now, this way, there will be very strong quantitative measurements on specific sustainability objectives.
0: Because it's so important, right? You don't want to be putting your money into something that's not doing the
1: good that you would hope. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, because at the end of the day, right, uh, what we are trying to do for the investors and for fund managers is that you want your investments to be resilient, of higher quality, and sustainable in the long term future, and help the planet. At the end of the day, exactly. And I was coming to that, right, because that's a very important point. Yeah, and I think what. ESG uh, investing can do is that, first of all, let's consider this, right? So if I were to start to invest as an investor towards more sustainable investments, what exactly am I doing? I'm actually moving capital from the dirtier industries towards the renewables, right? So what this means for the dirtier industries, their cost of capital will go up, whereas the renewables would start to have savings or more efficient production. So that, of course, drives the allocation towards the renewable sectors. Now, that will be one big advantage. A second one that we have to be very aware of is that what happens to these companies that are being flagged out as poorly performing ESG companies? Now, reputational risks, capital inflows will start to be affected. Managements will then be incentivized to adopt better policies and transition into a better ESG performer. So basically, what we're saying is that we are rewarding the cleaner companies, the greener companies, And we're encouraging and incentivizing the poorer-rated companies to improve as well. And lastly, I think active ownership, and we define that as an investment manager like ourselves, we drive shareholder value, we create long-term value for our investors by talking to management, telling them, look, this is where you can improve. These are some of the areas that you are facing, challenges in climate change, for example. Improve this and your ESG assessment will improve as well. And so as an investment manager, we have now played a role in moving companies to becoming greener. Investors, because of the emphasis on investing in greener investments, also have a large part to play in this. Governments have come in with policies and regulations. I think together, the entire community now, the ecosystem comes in to play this role in moving, I think, the world to a, a better future in terms of climate. Victor, thank you so much for
0: being on the show today. And thank you, Howie. It's always a nice to come back. We've been discussing how the green factor can make you money with Victor Wong, Senior Director and Head of the Sustainability Office at UOB Asset Management. This episode is brought to you by UOBAM, And that's a wrap for Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. And don't forget to subscribe to BT Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. And like us and give us a rating. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. At you can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.